Today's Callahan Show is sponsored by MyPillow. Go to MyPillow.com and use code word Jerry for huge discounts. For example, you can get the standard MyPillow, which is normally $69.98 for only $19.98 with code word Jerry. I'd call that a huge discount. MyPillow is made in the USA and it comes with a 10-year warranty. It's machine washable and dryable. It's the most comfortable pillow you will ever sleep on. Makes an excellent gift. Get it now. And you can support this show and you can strike back against cancel culture. As you know, like us, Mike Lindell is constantly under attack from the cancel culture mob. By purchasing from MyPillow, not only are you helping this show, you're fighting back against cancel culture. MyPillow isn't in the big box stores anymore, so you can get factory direct pricing if you order from MyPillow.com using code word Jerry. <laughs> This is The Jerry Callahan Show. Well, everyone has an opinion. Everyone has a theory. Was it real? Was it staged? Some tells me we're going to be asking that question, uh, debating that like for the rest of time. Um, uh, I watched it live. I'm still not sure. I've watched it over and over again. I'm still, um, I, I, I know Will Smith is an asshole. I know Chris Rock showed amazing composure. I have a theory. I have a theory. My theory is that Chris Rock didn't escalate the situation, didn't fight back, didn't even heckle Smith after that because it was his night to sleep with Jana Pickett Smith. It was, it, was, <laughs> it, was, it was Chris Rock's night. He didn't want to screw it up. There was enough tension in the air. We'll get into that a lot of a lot of people chiming in. I was just flipping the, the, the channels and everybody, I mean, every station of the weather channels doing a, doing a, 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 a bit on this. It's, it's everywhere and it will be everywhere for a long time mm. because I think we're not going to know it was, if it's staged, if it was all pre-planned and contrived, it was genius because uh, this Oscars was terrible. The movies were terrible. Power of the Dog, by the way, didn't win Best Oscar. But you know what? Who cares who won? So Will Smith stole all their all their attention, their spotlight. It all went to Will Smith, who is a dink, a, a, a ego maniacal dink. We'll ask the question: What if it, what if uh, Will Smith were a white guy? What if Chris Rock were a white guy? Would it all be different? I think we know the answer because this was the most woke the most woke Oscars ever. So I think uh, if they, if, if, if people had a chance to, you know, make it all about race, they would have, they can't, which is a good thing. We could stick to the facts and try to uh, decipher what actually happened here. And was it all pre pre planned? I'm telling you 20 years from now, people will still be debating this. It's that kind of story. It is wild. We got uh, some follow-ups. We got, a report on what Will Smith did after the Oscars. What we don't know what his wife did. Well, after the Oscars, uh, maybe we'll never know. I think, uh, I think could, she could have been sleep. She could have slept with anyone. I mean, I'm, I'm going to guess she uh, spent the night with Amy Schumer. Just, just a guess. But she, you know, she's a wild woman. They have an open relationship. So we'll ask the question: Could a guy who lets his wife sleep around really get that upset about a joke? about a joke from Chris Rock, a legendary comedian who makes jokes, who makes people uncomfortable. You can't handle that, Will Smith. But uh, I guess we got, we should all consider ourselves lucky. Chris Rock should consider himself lucky because uh, Will Smith hits like a girl and didn't do any real damage. Um, speaking of which, oh, by the way, we got uh, Ayanna Presley chiming in on this. Um, supporting her fellow alopecia sufferer, Jada Pinkett Smith, and then deleting the tweet for some reason. We can read you that. She didn't delete the other tweet over the weekend where my girl, my congressman, Ayanna Presley, wants to make the subway free for black and brown people. Not everybody, not, not Asian people, not Hispanic. Oh, I guess Hispanic would be brown, I guess. I don't even know the definition, but that's the latest the latest uh, idea from the biggest race arsonist in America. We have the Biden gaffes and God knows there were a lot of them. We've only been gone two days and we got a whole shows worth the Biden gaffes. We're going to compare and contrast Biden with the presidents of uh, France and, uh, 
and Turkey. And I will tell you why I am worried. I am worried right now about uh, the next phase of the war in Ukraine because our completely incompetent, uh, incoherent uh, commander in chief is talking like a guy who wants to go to war. I think everybody should be worried, but we'll play that. You can decide. We'll play the sound. It's scary. In my opinion, we're going to do a lot that and so much more on today's Callahan show brought to you by DCU. Why do DC members love their free checking accounts? It's simple. No monthly maintenance fees, no minimum balance, no strings attached. What's better is with direct deposit to their free checking accounts, DCU members can get paid up to two days early. Who doesn't love getting paid early? Zero monthly maintenance fees, zero monthly balance, zero reasons not to switch. They will even remove the hassle of switching your direct deposits and automatic payments from your current checking account. Learn more and make the switch today at dcu.org slash free checking insured by NCUA membership required. All right. I haven't even asked you this straight out, flat out Ironhead, real or fake, real or fake. I'm leaning real. You know, I've, I've gone back and forth about 10 times since last night. I initially thought real and then they show the replay and it looks a little little it looks lame the slap and then i get the feed from japan or australia and you could hear the shouting mm-hmm. and the swearing and them saying you know keep my wife's name out of your mouth from will smith you can see the look on chris rock's face he does look stunned oh yeah so so i'm i'm, I'm going back and forth here i hate to say it but i could see it both ways i'm leaning i'm with you I'm leaning towards real and I'm, I'm thinking the the Oscars just got lucky. I mean, the Oscars, this was going to bomb. The ratings were going to be, were going to be terrible. The movies, many of them terrible power of the dog, absolutely awful movie uh, uh, nominated 12 times. Coda one. Maybe you don't know that because all anyone talked about was Will Smith and Chris Rock. Maybe people don't know it. Coda one, which filmed largely in, uh, in Gloucester. Congratulations, Dakota. Haven't seen it because I don't have Apple TV, the first streaming service movie to win uh, the best picture. I'm sure I'm, I'm going to get to it eventually, and I'm sure I'll like it. Uh, I'll certainly like it better than Power of the Dog or, or, or Licorice Pizza or Don't Look Up, movies I did see that were awful. I mean, nothing is worse than Power of the Dog, but the other two certainly weren't best picture material. It was a really weak year for best picture pictures. But who cares? Who cares? It doesn't matter. You had all kinds of, you know, big moments. You had the first Afro-Latino, no, Afro-Latina queer woman to win an Oscar, which was a big moment in my house. We all celebrated that. Do you see a queer, openly queer woman of color, an Afro-Latina, who found her strength in life through art. And that's what I believe we're here to celebrate. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. I swear to God, before we were recording, uh, I was asking you, you know, what does that mean? She's, well, I know the Afro, she called herself, that was her own words, Afro Latino queer woman. All I know well, what is, is, is she gay? Why, why, what's queer again? Can you help me out? You're, you're younger, you're hip. What does that mean? Well, it used to mean gay when I was young, so I have no <laughs> idea what it means now. <laughs> You're you're still young, you know. I, I don't. You know what? I don't even want to know. And I, I don't even. I, uh, it's it's just so. It's just. I mean, it was. You knew it was going to be the super woke Olympics, the three uh, Olympics, the Oscars, uh, the three hosts, uh, two women of color, and one woman of one Zoftic women, Amy Schumer, who's trimmed down a little, but she had her moments too. She had some funny lines. She mocked. Some movies, I mean, really, she said, uh, she said, Adam Sorkin, who made the Lucy, Lucille Ball movie, managed to make a movie about the most iconic female comedian with no laughs, <laughs> no laughs. I mean, just completely put down the movie. And then they showed Bardeen, the guy who plays Desi, and he's laughing. And I'm thinking, you're supposed to laugh. You're supposed to understand what you got. Uh, Ironhead has got the definition of gender queer up there. Yeah, are you reading it? Denoting or relating to a person who does not subscribe to conventional gender distinctions, but identifies with neither. 
neither both so, or a combination of male and female. Oh, so she's, oh, so we don't know if she's gay or she's not gay. I don't even know, but, uh, it's a mystery. Uh, well, what, I don't even know what movie she was in. She was the supporting actress. Let me find out. What was her name? Um, Debose. Debose. Uh, and do you know, does, do you got what movie she won for? Cause I was, you know, half paying attention at this yeah. point. Um, up, oh, here we go. The openly gay West Side Afro. Story. What is it? West Side Story. Oh, West Side Story, Richard. And she's she, she's kind of a big woman too, showing a lot of flesh. There were some outfits where you could see like ninety percent of the breast. You know, oh, yeah. they just cover up the, you know, the areola, and then the rest <laughs> for the, all the world to see. That's a that's a thing. I'm not complaining. <laughs> but poor Ariana. What is her name again? Ariana Debose. Debose. Uh, poor. She got. Her thunder was stolen. Everybody's thunder was stolen. If you want to criticize Will Smith, there's a lot of reasons, but this would be among them. He made it all about him. I again will never, maybe we'll never know, but let's assume it was real. Assume it was real. When he first make when Chris Frock first makes the joke about G.I. Jane, about Jada Pinkett Smith, who has no hair, although she does seem to have a stubble, this is not important. But I've seen Ayanna Presley. She has no stubble. She lost all her hair. Jada Pickett Smith looks like she got a whiffle. It's oh, a yeah. little different. Yeah, I don't really know why hers looks different, but I makes a joke about G.I. Jane too. It was okay. I mean, it was it was mean, but that's what Chris Rock does. And Will Smith laughs at first. And then he looks at his wife and she's not laughing. And then he decides to make the whole night about him by storming the stage. Now he slaps him, and I guess, again, it sounds, it looks real, I guess. I'm just going to keep wavering. I'm never going to quite uh, commit one way or the other because I keep going back and forth. And then he goes back to his seat and starts yelling. When you don't, when you see it on American TV, you don't get the yelling and the swearing, and you don't even get Chris Rock's reaction. They just blur, they, they go silent for how long would you say? Five, seven seconds? Yeah, very quick. And well, you really, It feels like forever, though. You really, yeah, you really, I'm looking at my TV. I'm saying, what happened? And you don't really know, you know what happened until you get the feeds from the rest of the world where they're, I guess they're not quite so puritanical. They allow, you know, guys to shout out the F word in Australia and Japan. So you get the feed from overseas and it's like, holy crap, Will Smith lost it. He just lost it. And the amazing thing is, I think we'll look back on this. He stormed the stage, took a swing, a slap at the host, screamed out a bunch of obscenities, and nobody did anything. There wasn't even a, a security guard who came close to stopping him. Nobody did anything. Not only does he get to stay in his seat and sit through the rest of the ceremony, he wins Best Actor. Now, here's where I go back to thinking the whole thing was staged. His Best Actor speech just fit right in with the narrative. Like sometimes love makes you do crazy things. And then he fake cries and he makes it all about him and the nobility of defending your wife. Now it's going to work on a lot of people. I've already seen it on Twitter, online, on TV, a lot of people coming to his defense, but I'm going to explain to you why it is inexcusable, why it is 100% Will Smith's fault. Can you imagine, just imagine if this were, just forget, you know, we, we can we can, we can can ask the hypothetical race question as well, but what if this weren't a big star? I mean, the biggest star in the room. What if it was some nobody who was, you know, uh, with his wife uh, or, you know, the wife's famous for whatever reason, and the guy who's a nobody stormed the stage to defend his wife? What do you suppose would have happened then? Say it was tackled. What if, um, what's the, um, Ariana DeBose, mm -hmm. her, I don't know, does she have a husband? We haven't quite figured that We're out. We're not sure. I'm still looking so, into it. <laughs> so he makes fun of Ariana DeBose for being, I don't know, big or being whatever. And then her husband, who's a uh, insurance salesman or a, or, you know, or a, a truck driver storms the stage to defend his wife and swings and slaps Chris Rock. This is the ultimate in privilege. What you saw 
from Will Smith last night is the ultimate. It defines the term privilege. If that's a nobody, forget, if it's not even a nobody, if it's just a average star, it's some guy that's been in some movies, a character actor, a small time or a mm-hmm. TV star, they security not only tackles him or tries they drag his ass out right there and then. A couple of years He's ago, a- Ricky Gervais accused everyone in the audience of enabling um, Harvey Weinstein, and no one moved. He makes a joke about hair loss and gets slapped. It's, uh, Ricky Ricky Gervais should do it every year. Yes. Uh, you know, I tweeted this though. Wouldn't it have been much better if Chris Rock was the host? Oh yeah, He's done it. I mean, he's funny. He's mean. And again, Amy Schumer, Wanda Sykes sucks, and the other woman, they were okay. They had their moments. They made fun of. They they made fun of the the uh, parental rights uh, bill in Florida, which is really bold and brave. <laughs> Bravery. But, but uh, before we get back to Smith, you and I were so wrong. We set the over under on Ukraine mentions at yeah. I said twenty originally. Yeah. You we you talked me down. We set it eleven and a half. Mm. There were about there were about three the there whole were, night. There were commercials. We counting those? Yeah. Yeah, I guess so because I think they did that and said. Let's keep the talk about Ukraine to a minimum because we have this commercial where they go silent and it's just you read the script and it's about supporting Ukraine. And there were certainly blue and yellow ribbons. So, I mean, those people care. No one cares like Hollywood stars. Boy, do they care. You think you care about Ukraine? You're not even in their league when it comes to caring and compassion for the orphans of Kiev. These people care. But they did really, really keep it to a minimum. Hell, there was many mentions about the Florida parental rights bill is, which is totally ridiculous. There's, they don't even they know what's in the bill. They don't read it, but, um, uh, um, but Will Smith, first of all, stole everyone's thunder. That's, that should be unforgivable. You got all these, you got all these deaf people that won for Coda, the assist, the supporting actor, first ever deaf guy to win an Oscar. I mean, it would be about him. Now, there wouldn't be nearly as much attention. It'd be about him if Will Smith weren't such a self-absorbed asshole who made it about him. Uh, but, again, this is the definition of privilege, of Hollywood privilege, uh, of star privilege. There, the, the idea that someone else, anyone else, hell, could have done what he did and not only stay in his front row seat, but then win the Oscar for best... Uh, actor and and make the speech all about him doing it for love and you know doing it for his his wife i think it i think at this point we should consider this consider this because i tweeted about it lots of people have mentioned it it's an amazing um uh, dichotomy will smith loses it when you make fun of his wife's hair right that's that's crossing the line. Yes. Will Smith lets his wife sleep with other men. He lets ah. his wife bang other guys. She lets him do the same. They have an open marriage, which is a ridiculous concept. But this is a guy who, you know, like date night, his wife, you know, some guy picks her up and takes her out and she comes home when she comes home. That's the way they are. That's the way they roll. Last night was Will Smith and, and Jada Pickett Smith together in some wherever they, they probably live out there or have a house, or did they go their separate ways? So we're supposed to believe a guy who lets his wife sleep around can't handle a joke about her hair. Now, he could get mad. He could give him the stink eye. He could roll his eyes, shake his head. He could tell people later that was over the line. But he doesn't have the self-control to stay in his seat, express his disapproval, his displeasure in, in a mature way. I mean, let's be honest. This is childish. If this were your, you know, six-year-old, you'd say, that's not how we settle things. No. Fan. We don't settle things with slaps and punches. If you don't like what he said, use your words. And yet you got people all over TV this morning, all over social media saying, good, good for Will Smith. He made a joke about his wife. Well, he made a joke about lots of people's spouses or lots of people's whatever movies and make fun. He made, that's what you do. You're a comedian. That's what Amy Schumer did. That's what Wanda Sykes attempted to do. And that's what Chris Rock does. Chris Rock deserves all the credit here. He did nothing wrong, nothing wrong. 
And if you watch it again, just marvel at his composure. Uh, Will Smith, uh, uh, again, again, qualify this. If it's real, if it's, if it's not scripted, he storms the stage, which is unnerving. And he thinks that Will Smith is going to pretend to be mad, pretend to hit him. Will Smith really hits him. What does Chris Rock do? Does he hit him back? Does he kick him in the nuts like he should have? No. Chris Rock doesn't lose it. He doesn't get mad. He doesn't scream. He swears a little bit. But then he goes back to the script. He goes back to the teleprompter, starts making jokes. He never stops smiling. He, he uh, uh, Will Smith yells at him and says, keep your wife, my wife's name out of your mouth. And he says, okay, I will. And he moves on. There's only one adult in the room at this point, and that was Chris Rock. Think of what Chris Rock does for a living, what he's been doing for 30 years or more. He puts hecklers in their place. I'm going to guess he has a million different ways, responses for hecklers, for drunks, for assholes in the audience. You know, he knows what he's doing. He could have turned and focused on Will Smith and just mocked him. He could have made, he could have said Jada Pickett Smith's name. And then what? Are you telling me Will Smith's going to go back on stage and security's going to let him? Um, this whole thing could have been much, much worse if Chris Rock let it. If or if Will Smith didn't hit like a girl. I mean, if he really knocked him out, knocked him down, broke a tooth, you know, blood. He if he if he really hit him hard, which is another reason I was leaning towards fake, because the slap was a little convenient. A punch could do some real damage. But what if Chris Rock had reacted in kind? What if he had hit back? What if he had screamed and swore and yelled and lost his composure the way Will Smith does? I mean, it would have been even bigger today. It would have been even a bigger story and it would have escalated and we would have had, you know, charges and lawsuits and everything else. It didn't escalate into that kind of madness for one reason. Chris Rock kept his composure. Chris Rock deserves all the credit. Will Smith deserves all the blame. If again, it's real. That's, that's just a fact. Uh, I mean, you're going to say Chris Rock's to blame because he made a joke about someone's hair. I mean, he's a comedian. He's Chris Rock. You, you got to be able to handle that. But Will Smith is such a dick. He's such an egomaniac. He thinks the whole night's about him. He thinks he can get away with this. And you know what? He's right. He's right. He got away with it. Uh, today, the LAPD said uh, uh, there will be no, so far, no one has uh, pressed any charges. They will be available or whatever if Chris Rock wants to press charges. Uh, lots of uh, people um, uh, making jokes, good ones. Mike uh, Cernovich on Twitter says, at least this time, uh, the Hollywood victim, the victim, out in Hollywood wasn't underage. That's, that's a good point. And lots of people saying, at least he didn't make a joke about uh, Alec Baldwin's wife, which I mean, that could have been much, much worse. I'm not sure. I don't sure if Alec Baldwin was there, but there, there's just no defending it there. I mean, obviously Ayanna Presley, who's wrong about everything is wrong about this praising Will Smith. Really? I mean, you're a, you're, you're a Congress person. You're an adult allegedly. And you, and you praise the guy who runs on stage to slap somebody for making a joke that you didn't like? What, what the hell are you talking about? How is that, uh, you know, an adult thing to do? I mean, if you're a child, or if you're a fellow punk, you know, and you like, you like the violence, that's one thing. But you're going to praise the guy who ran on stage and slapped somebody? You can't be serious. I mean, again... If you want to say it was all a great stunt that draw to attention and probably helped the ratings, that's, that's one thing. But to say that what, what uh, Will Smith did was appropriate. I'm going to, I'm looking for uh, Ayanna Presley's uh, deleted. Uh, let me find a deleted tweet. Um, last night. I'm not sure why she deleted it because, you know, she talks about alopecia all the time and, overcoming it or dealing with it because she has this affliction where you lose all your hair. But um, so she ties into that and says, you know, and people don't know what we go through. 
That's all well and good. Again, he didn't have to laugh. He could have rolled his eyes. He could have spoke to him afterwards. Could have taken him behind the gym, as Joe Biden likes to say. But uh, you don't go up on stage and take a swing. And and a, a grown adult person, a congressperson, cannot be saying that that's uh, appropriate or good for him, well, which is, I guess, why she deleted the tweet. But uh, there you go. Uh, uh, Ayanna Presley tweets, Alopecia Nation, stand up. Thank you, Will Smith. Shout out to all the husbands who defend their wives living with alopecia in the face of daily ignorance and insults. Women with baldies are for real men only. Only. She says only twice. Boys need not apply. Okay. I can understand why she deleted it. It's really immature, childish. Boys need not apply. Who, who said what? Again, again she's, wrong, she's wrong about everything and yeah. she's, she's uh, stupid. And I mean, this is stupid, uh, but she deleted it. And there'll be a lot of that today saying defending his wife's honor. Okay. Everyone's up for defending their wife's honor. I mean, I would defend my wife's honor. I wouldn't let her go, you know, sleep around. That's one way I would uh, defend her honor. But uh, is that really the way to defend your wife's honor? Storming the stage? Now we look ahead. We look ahead. What happens? Uh, somebody said Oprah right now is working feverishly to get these two together on a show. Will Smith gave a speech, uh, obviously, when he won Best Actor for portraying Richard Williams in the movie about Serena and Venus. Uh, I haven't seen it, but. Uh, um, he hadn't won best actor before. And obviously this is a super woke year. I didn't think any of the white guys had a good chance, but, uh, uh, he won good for him. He's a great actor. I love, I am legend, but, uh, he apologizes to, uh, we can play in a second. We play his speech. He apologizes to the Academy and the people and everyone. He doesn't, doesn't apologize to Chris Rock. No, ignores him. <laughs> a real man would have apologized knowing that he, lost his cool. I mean, he would have saved face if he came out and said, sorry, dude, I lost my cool for a second. Right. I apologize. That would have been so smart. I mean, think of the, have you been in fights in your life? Plenty. Yeah. <laughs> I've been in a, a few scuffles, usually in pickup basketball games or, you know, whatever football games or, um, and you always, you invariably win or lose blood or no blood. You feel stupid afterwards, right? Yeah. You feel like, why, why did I do that? Especially when you're a grown up. maybe when you're 14. Yeah. But if you're a grown up at a pickup basketball game and you end up shoving guys and they're pulling you back when you go home and you think about it, you feel like an idiot. As the great Eric church says, nobody wins in a fight. You Especially when you fight. lose. Yeah. You feel even worse. <laughs> I mean, I think about that all the time on the other day in Boston, uh, uh, St. Patrick's Day weekend, a 23-year-old Marine uh, was murdered. It was a little bar fight with a bouncer, and the bouncer pulls out a knife and stabs him and murders him yep. in Faneuil Hall at 6.30 at night. And I've been reading about it. It's, it's so disturbing. You're saying, what was the end game here? What was the goal? You, he insulted you or he challenged your manhood, so you kill him? The guy's like 28 years old, the, 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 the guy, the assailant. He's got four kids. He's bouncing, and he's a bouncer at a bar, just trying to make a living. Now he goes away for 20 years. His life is over. His kids grow up without him. But boy, he showed him, right? Now, I'm not saying that Will Smith was ever going to pull out a knife, but the point is fights are stupid. You always feel stupid. I understand you lose your cool. I've done it once or twice. But invariably, you feel like an idiot afterwards. And the one thing, you're absolutely right, Greg, one thing that Will Smith could have done to really de-escalate, defuse the situation, and be a man, be a real man, is say, first of all, I'm sorry to Chris Rock. I lost my cool. I, 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 I shouldn't have done that. I'm very sorry. To every, I, I, I lost it. That was not a smart thing to do. But he couldn't do that. He's such a weak-ass egomaniac that he thinks, oh, no. I was defending my woman. I can't apologize to Chris Rock. Again, you could have defended your woman like a real man. Had words afterwards. Hell, you want to fight him, fight him somewhere afterwards. You don't do it on stage at the Oscars. Unless, you know, unless it was all stage. But 
Uh, nope. He apologized to everybody. He cried. He put on another performance. If you ever had any doubt that Will Will Smith was a great actor, he won the best ask. He won the best actor Oscar, and then put on perhaps his best performance ever in this speech where he goes on forever, crying and weeping and making it all about love. Yeah, why don't we listen to a little bit of Will Smith's acceptance speech? And if you were like me, you were waiting for the apology to Chris Rock or the apology to everyone saying, I lost my cool. I'm sorry. It never comes. He is just relishing this, this attention that he's getting and the, the, and, and the, and, and making it all about his noble defense of his, his wife, who I think at this point had already slipped out and she's, uh, yeah, yeah, she, she slipped out. The, she's with Chris Cooper back at the hotel right now when this is going on. But uh, let's listen to Will Smith. Now, I know to do what we do, you got to be able to take abuse. You got to be able to have people talk crazy about you. In this business, you got to be able to have people disrespecting you. And you got to smile and you got to pretend like that's okay. But Richard Williams, and what I loved, thank you, D. Denzel said to me a few minutes ago, he said, at your highest moment, be careful. That's when the devil comes for you. Oh, <laughs> uh, and he goes on and on crying and making it about him and how he's overcome so much. I'm telling you, I, I have lost all respect for this guy. Yeah. I mean, honest to God, he wants us to think the devils comes for you and the people are trying to tear him down. This again is the ultimate example of rich people, famous people, privilege where uh, he could do this, which gets a normal person arrested. Uh, if not, you know, arrested and, and by the way, tossed out of the Oscars in, in handcuffs. And it's about how he overcame so much. You couldn't overcome a joke from a legendary comedian, a clean joke. He wasn't like a joke. It wasn't a deadly that, disease. That was too was much for you. That was too much for you. You weak man. That's what you are. You're weak, Will Smith. Uh, let's get to these, this tweet from Kyle Becker. Kyle Becker is a CEO and chief of Becker News. He's former Fox News uh, writer, producer, He's got a lot of followers, 227,000. He's a pretty prominent uh, conservative on Twitter. And he tweeted out late last night, if Will Smith was a white guy, he would have been let out of the Oscars in handcuffs. Then police would have thrown him in jail. There'd be a thousand media hit pieces about him being racist. He'd be canceled for life. Instead, he won best ass, best actor. That is privilege. Now, Obviously, the best actor thing was decided before this stunt, so that it's not why he won best actor, but it's 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 a good it's a good point. If this if this were white, if he were white, Chris Rock's were white, one were black, one were white, the media we know how the media would react. It would be all about race. If the white guy stormed the stage, it'd be white privilege. Well, a white guy be certainly be called a racist, and he would he would not. He would. He might have won Best Actor, but he wouldn't have been around to accept the award. I said Chris Cooper. I meant Bradley Cooper. But if this were Bradley Cooper, everyone would be saying he's a racist. He's a he's a, a petulant child. He's immature. Um, it would be nauseating. Thank God that it wasn't a white guy. Either one. Thank God they're both black, so we don't have to sit there and talk about race, which is what the media loves to do it. It would have been all about race and it would have been uh, along racial lines on TV. You know, you'd be listening to whatever Nate Burleson and Gail King saying how awful this racist guy was. And you'd have other people trying to say it's not about race, but we know how the media works. It would be all about race. The fact is, I don't know if I'm, I'm not going to say it's black privilege. It's famous rich guy privilege. Yeah. But this is a, this is a spoiled privileged man. That's why you do that. If you're just some, again, if you're not Will Smith, you know you can't do this or you get dragged out, arrested, well, I sued. Saw, I saw someone say to that. Canceled. Yeah. If if The Rock was the one up there that said that, that slap's not happening. 
<laughs> well, that'd be a little scary. That then you know what? If The Rock did it, you just assume it's a stupid kind of pro wrestling move. Um, but uh, Will Smith knows knows he's privileged, knows he's spoiled, knows hell. You know, he won the best best actor. Do we really think that was the best acting performance? Maybe again, I didn't see it, but he's he's special. He gets he gets you know when he walks in a room, people step back. You know, they they want to be around him. He went to the Oscar party, the Vanity Fair Oscar party afterwards. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is according to Page Six, the New York Post, and danced the night away, carrying the Oscar the whole time, and everyone was like, uh, just wanted to be in his orbit. That's. Uh, that's life of a guy who just assaulted someone on stage. He just got what he's uh, always been working for, and he ruined it 15 minutes beforehand. He didn't ruin anything. Oh, I don't Check know. this out. This is also from uh, the New York Post. Tell me if this affects your uh, uh, opinion at all. Will Smith bragged, this is from the Post this morning, Will Smith bragged about plans to bring chaos and be, quote, everyone's problem at the Oscars shortly before he stormed the stage. And then he joked afterwards that you can't invite people from Philly or Baltimore nowhere. This was in an Instagram post as he and his wife, I guess she was home at this point. She wasn't uh, still over the neighbors. She spent the night with a neighbor the night before, but she came home to go to the Oscars with, with Will. (laughs) And as they prepared, he says me and Jada Pickett Smith getting all dressed up to choose chaos to choose chaos. He said this in the Instagram post, and he said, I'm about to be everybody's problem. God has let me live another day and I'm about to make, make it everybody's problem. Now, clearly it's confusing. It doesn't really explain it, but what does that mean? Was he planning this all along? Probably. Uh, what you just flipped, you said it was real. Now you're saying it was fake. Which is it? I, I, I don't know. The only thing that's making me think it was fake was that his speech started so perfectly with him being yeah, right. It was, that's what I tweeted. I said I was going back and forth. And when his speech just fit the whole program so neatly and here it is, I'm about love and I love makes me do crazy things. And I'm just like Richard Williams. I'm just a protector. Who, yeah. I'm just protecting my family like Richard Williams. Then he starts crying and then it's look at him. We got the video of him at the party just going nuts. And I don't know if he's drunk at this point, but he is not feeling any regret or remorse uh, at all. Dancing around with his best actor, Oscar, and everybody's just taking his picture. Anyway, well, for you know, for Will Smith, he's not a good dancer, is he? Looks kind of looks like you out there on the dance floor. <laughs> all right. Well, we're gonna find out much more, much, much more in the uh, coming days. Well, I maybe we won't find out more, but we'll certainly hear more theories. And more opinions and more people saying uh, fake, real, real, fake. Uh, so where am I now? I'm going with real. It was fake, then real, then real, then fake. And now I'm going with real. Until further notice, I'm going to go with real. And I'm going to give Chris Rock all the credit for keeping his composure. And I'm going to give Will Smith 100% of the blame. Yes. Because he can't take a joke. And he reacted like a child. And he deserves he deserved to, to be arrested because that's what... Uh, and an average, an average idiot off the street would, that's what would happen if he stormed the stage. He'd not only be arrested, he'd be treated like a fan that runs on the field at an NFL game. He'd get roughed up if that weren't Will Smith. He'd get roughed up and dragged off and we'd see him in court with a black eye. But no, Will Smith gets to dance the night away with his new Oscar trophy. Congratulations to Will and to Ariana DeBose, the first Afro-Latino queer woman of color. She certainly deserved it. And congratulations, Dakota. I haven't seen it yet, but I know it's better than Power of the Dog because anything, everything is better than Power of the Dog. All right, what do I have to do now here, Craig, before we get to uh, the many, many Biden gaffes and the world war that uh, we are about to uh, enter? We are, uh, our, our, our pals from Elysium are back. In, uh, oh, good. We'll do we'll tell you about Elysium and uh, what else? Nord Pass. Nord, Nord Pass. All right, let's do Nord Pass before we get to the weekend of gaffes from our commander chief and uh and why i'm worried why i'm worried but first nord pass i do use your facebook account to log into every new website application or e-shop because it's faster and easier have you ever wondered what could happen if your facebook account is hacked 
Well, we know, let me tell you, hackers, we get a free shot at all your accounts that are linked to Facebook. We're not even talking about leaking your personal information, credit card details, and delivery address. There are more serious crimes that could happen to you, such as identity theft, crimes committed under your name, loans under your name, etc. NordPass can help you avoid these situations. NordPass is more than a password manager. It's the essential cybersecurity tool that makes everyone's life easier and safer. It's a simple, easy to use and very secure password manager created by cybersecurity experts and trusted by more than 14 million users worldwide. Here on the Callahan Show, we use NordPass to keep our online accounts secure and to access all of our passwords in one secure and convenient place. This has been a critical tool for all the members of the show to collaborate effectively, saving us time and effort every day. You can have NordPass on your computer and smartphone so you never have to worry about forgetting a password again. You can also store your credit card and personal details securely on NordPass, making online shopping far easier. All right, here's the deal. You get 50% off your two-year plan plus one month free with code Jerry Callahan. That's my whole name, Jerry with a G, Jerry Callahan. That's 50% off on the two-year plan plus one month free with code word Jerry Callahan. Get NordPass today. Hi, let me tell you about Basis by Elysium Health. It's the most trusted source for NAD supplementation. Their product, Basis, is clinically proven to increase levels of NAD by 40% safely and sustainably. Elysium is unlike any other healthcare company I've seen, and they're at the forefront of NAD supplementation. They have dozens of the world's best scientists working with them, and eight of them are Nobel Prize winners. NAD is found in every single cell of your body, and it's responsible for creating energy and regulating hundreds of cell functions. But the body doesn't have an endless supply of NAD. In fact, levels decline as you age. Lifestyle stressors such as lack of sleep, intense exercise, unbalanced diet, and overexposure to the sun also deplete NAD levels. Decreased NAD levels are linked to faster biological aging and can slow down vital body functions. Many basis customers report experiencing higher energy, less fatigue, and more satisfying workouts. What does it do? Well, it replenishes youthful levels of NAD up to 40%. It activates sirtuins, that are also known as longevity genes, to promote healthy aging. It supports energy and metabolism at the cellular level and helps maintain healthy DNA. It supports recovery from workouts. It reduces general tiredness, fatigue, and general health and wellness. Recent studies confirm the superior safety of the NRE in basis when compared to other NAD supplements, underscoring the company's rigorous commitment to research and quality. And right, here's the important part. we got a special offer for our listeners. Go to trybasis.com slash Jerry. G-E-R-R-Y and enter code Jerry at checkout to save 10% off basis prepaid plans as well as other Elysium Health supplements. That's trybasis.com slash Jerry. I don't want to get to uh, Ayanna Presley's brilliant new idea. She's got, she's so full of ideas that are just, you know, they're, she, she just, she's a uniter. Her ideas, they're always so unifying. They're always about bringing people together, but we got to talk about our president and just how uh, we mock him all the time as he, as we should, as everybody does. Cause he's, he's old and he's incoherent and he's in the throes of dementia and he is not, not really uh, showing great leadership. I mean, you name it. It's just, he goes overseas and you cringe and you fear the worst and we got it. He was there for essentially for three days and we had, three, at least three, monumental gaffes. Now, one um, one is much worse than the other two. He, he mentioned responding to chemical weapons in kind, responding in kind, meaning he was going to use, threatening to use chemical weapons if Putin used chemical weapons. The White House walkback staff, they have a walkback staff now. It used to be a PR staff or a communication staff, but now it's the walk back staff who has to walk back everything this buffoon blurts out when the world is listening. Again, you wouldn't trust this guy to walk your dog. You're afraid he'd get lost on the way home. You just, I mean, he shouldn't be driving. He shouldn't be, uh, 
working. I mean, he just should not be working anymore. He's 79 going on 109 and he's just not up for the job, but 81 million votes. So we ride with the, uh, senile compromised, uh, commander in chief. Yes, we do. He then, he then mentioned with a bunch of, uh, American soldiers, the 82nd airborne, he said in passing, how awful things are in, in Ukraine. And when you get there, you'll see. And everyone went, what? When you get there? The walk back staff, the night nurse had to walk that back. We got that ready. You want to play that? Go ahead. Cause it, this is incredible. This is just a, a, the definition of a gaffe. I mean, he's probably planning on sending troops, but he wasn't supposed to let it slip in this forum, but he did. Let's listen. You're going to see when you're there. And sometimes you've been there. You're going to see, you're going to see women Young people standing, standing in the middle of front of a damn tank, just, just saying, I'm not leaving. I'm holding my ground. Incredible. He said, it, he said it three times, when you're there, when you're there, when you're there. When you're there? He's talking to American soldiers, enlisted soldiers. Uh, and even worse, this is not an audio, but the pizza, when he's eating the pizza and he just looks so awkward and all the soldiers are looking at him going, yeah. What are you doing shoving this pizza into you? Uh, and as many people pointed out, the commander is supposed to wait till all his soldiers get food, then eat, but he doesn't follow the rules. And then he made it all about, once again, his son, Bo, talking to soldiers. He's talking about his son, Bo, his son, Bo. It's always about his son, but not about the soldiers in the room. But those gaffes do not compare to the one where he calls for regime change in Russia. Now, um, uh, obviously you can think that held in the quiet, in the back rooms, in the, in the white house and private meetings, you could talk about regime change. Clearly that's what he wants. That's what these, these, these Biden, I don't know, if, I wouldn't call them neocons, but these globalists, they want regime change. They, they think it's, uh, tenable that you could somehow behind the scenes, uh, you know, come up with a plan that will lead to regime change in Russia. It's insane because that's the one big fear Putin has that the world is against him and the world is trying to remove him. And that's what could lead to something irrational, something inhumane. That's you do not. I mean, I'm talking about escalating. You, you, you handed him a gift because Putin tells his people, that they are after us. They want to bring me down. They want to tear us down. They want to install a, a, a puppet dictator. That's what they do. That's what they did in Iraq. That's what they did in you know, Syria. That's what they did or tried to do. That's what they do in the United States. That's what these imperialists do. And he handed it to him on a platter, said, here you go. And again, this, the communication staff had to walk it back, had to, had to uh, uh, explain that when he said he wanted a regime change, he didn't actually mean it although it's all on tape. But to me, the worst thing isn't what he said about regime change. It's the way he said it. I, I want to compare and contrast this because there's a lot of world leaders who are doing the right thing right now and calling for peace talks, calling for a negotiated ceasefire. Over the weekend, Macron in France did it. He spoke to Putin and then said he was trying to convince him to come to the table and negotiate a settlement. The, the president of Turkey came out and said he wants the, 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 the only solution here is a ceasefire, is peace talks, is some kind of agreement where Russia gets Crimea and Donbass and, and uh, Zelensky vows never to join NATO or EU or never to, form any alliance with the West. My answer to that is whatever it takes, the solution is at the negotiating table. You want this to go on for months, maybe years. You know how many people are going to die? How many soldiers and civilians are going to die? How much carnage is this going to be? And you think the solution is to give some fiery speech about regime change or by the way, in the speech, he talks about this going on for for a long time. We're in this for a long time. So are we talking about another 20-year war, pointless foreign war? Uh, if you listen to this, you tell me what it is that Biden has in mind. Is it a negotiated settlement where they give up some land and make a promise and the, the shooting, the killing stops? Or is it 
let's keep this going for years because uh, uh, for because we want regime change because we want to win. By the way, I've had enough of these people talking about it like it's a game. The Rick Scott, the senator from uh, from Florida, was on yesterday morning, and he was talking. We have to win. We can't lose. Let's win. And Brian Kilmeade, who I generally like, does the show Saturday night, and he introduces the show with clips from Rocky Two, where Adriana Adriana is saying, Adrian is saying, just win, Rocky, win, win. And then uh, Burgess Meredith uh, says, let's go. What are we waiting for? And I'm going, wait a second. You're talking about kids getting killed and hospitals getting blown up and 3.8 million refugees already. And you're playing clips from Rocky? Jesus, we've lost our way. If we think this is some kind of football game or boxing match and we just have to win, I'm so, I don't see a way that Ukraine wins in the near future. Maybe they win after 20 years and, you know, they're like the Mujahideen and they wear down the Soviets and they, and they win, you know, after millions of dead and billions of destruction. Uh, but the idea that that's preferable to negotiating a ceasefire and a settlement you tell me. Let's listen to this unhinged old man. I was going to say tell me what he has in mind. We must commit now to be in this fight for the long haul. We must remain unified today and tomorrow and the day after and for the years and decades to come. It will not be easy. There will be cost, but it's a price we have to pay. So in this hour, let the words of Pope John Paul burn as brightly today. Never, ever give up hope. Never doubt. Never tire. Never become discouraged. Be not afraid. A dictator bent on rebuilding an empire will never erase a people's love for liberty. Brutality will never grind down their will to be free. Ukraine will never be a victory for Russia, for free people refused to live in a world of hopelessness and darkness. We will have a different future, a brighter future, rooted in democracy and principle, hope and light, of decency and dignity, of freedom and possibilities. For God's sake, this man cannot remain in power. God bless you all, and may God defend our freedom. And may God that is remarkable. That is a scripted speech where he adds that. Yeah. He ad-libs that, that this man must not remain in power. Immediately, the night nurse team, the night nurse team, that's the PR team that works the second shift. The night nurse team <laughs> had to come in and clean up the mess that the that, uh, Grampy made in his bed. Um, that was completely off script. That's the last thing his staff wanted the regime change to go public, to say mm. the quiet part out loud. But answer me that, Craig, you're kind of a dope. Right. When you hear that, when you hear that, I mean, you got you got young kids. Uh, what do you think your president has in mind? He just mentioned, he said the word long haul, and he said decades. When talking about this conflict, he said decades. We need to be ready for decades of this. He is itching to send troops in there uh, for whatever reason. And it's essentially, now granted, again, he's not well. He's not well mentally. He's not fit. But it's up to him. Whether we go to war with another nuclear power, uh, like tomorrow, it's entirely, essentially, up to him. He's supposed to get a, supposed to go to Congress, uh, but but he won't. He'll just push a button, say, "Go send in the 82nd Airborne or send in the, you know, F-16s." Then what? We're at war with Russia? Are you kidding me? Decades to come. This man is not only incompetent, not only incoherent, he is dangerous. That speech right there at night, you know, when he hadn't had his his ice cream yet and when it was up past his bedtime, that speech is frightening. Well, yeah, one one of one of those two, the 82nd Airborne or that one, one of them you're like, oh, he misspoke, but both of them you're like, he's just saying something he's not supposed to out loud right now. Which is in the back of his mind right. for a reason. Right. For a reason. In his mind, the 82nd Airborne is going to see right. what it's like on the ground in Ukraine. In his mind, the ultimate goal here is regime change in, in, uh, in Russia, and it just comes out. And then immediately the night nurse has to clean up the mess. The, the visiting angels have to come in and clean up the mess. 
but it's not a campaign thing. It's not a talking about whatever the Southern border infrastructure It's talking about nuclear war. And this friggin' buffoon is, is making everybody nervous right now. He, and, and for a good reason, for good reason. I think that stuff comes out because it's in there. If the whole goal was to settle, you know, get, Putin to the table, negotiate a settlement, avoid any more death and destruction. You wouldn't say things like that. It wouldn't come out. And again, everything he does has a big asterisk. I asked that question over the weekend on Twitter. I said, does it make it better that nobody takes him seriously? Does it make it? I mean, he was trying to sound like Churchill and he sounded like a fool, but does it make it better that he is a buffoon and they don't most people don't take anything he says seriously or is it a different deal when you're sitting in beijing or sitting in moscow do you take that guy seriously well i wish they did take him seriously because they'd probably be retreating a little if he was getting all dementia threatening to bomb them and attack them and send troops over but but do they look at that and say he's gonna pull the trigger he is gonna start something yeah because that's what i feel like and i don't know when we uh invoke the 25th amendment and someone steps in and says uh Uncle Joe, Uncle Joe, it's medication time. Uh, we're just going to step out of the Oval Office and step into the, uh, in, you know, into the hospital right now. And we're going to run some tests because we can't risk this. This is everything. This is not some minor incursion. Yeah. This is nuclear war. And this fool is the one making the call. It is scary. Uh, and again, listen to... Uh, Presidents, listen to lots of world leaders, President of Turkey, President of France saying, we need to talk, we need peace, we need to negotiate, we need a ceasefire. You get none of that from our leader, our our commander-in-chief, none of it. Does anyone think that decades of war and us being in, in it for the long haul is preferable to a negotiated settlement? What are you crazy? What is wrong with people? Uh, by the way... Uh, you, you can't, it's, it, this is much like the election and, uh, you know, uh, uh, election fraud and, you know, Biden stealing the election that you're not allowed to talk about certain things without getting absolutely attacked on social media. There's a video out there that, um, I retweeted. It was big over the weekend of Ukraine soldiers shooting Russian POWs in the leg, in the knee, literally shooting them in the leg. And I believe at least one of them died, but they're bleeding and they're screaming and it's out there. And you tweet it and people, Oh, you're a Putin puppet. Oh, you're Putin. And it's amazing. There are a few people, brave people, our friend, Jordan Schachtel on Twitter. There's a few others. Uh, Cernovich, I mentioned earlier, these guys are tweeting, you know, information from both sides and giving you information from both sides, which is not allowed. You're only supposed to hear from one side in this. It's only supposed to be Zelensky. Just get on your knees and worship Zelensky and don't look at what his, um, his soldiers are doing. By the way, they have this Azov battalion, which is all neo-Nazis. We are sending him money, <laughs> not small mom either. $14 billion we've committed to send to Zelensky. We've given him arms. We've given him bullets. Some of those bullets are being shot, used to shoot POWs. That shouldn't be allowed all right? just, uh, on camera. Somebody should say, listen, you can't do that. We're not allowing, you know, we're not giving this money if you're going to commit this kind of war crimes. Yeah, it's going to make but, uh, the negotiation table a little more difficult, I would say. Yeah, I, but you know what? These people, this has been going, it's not, this is not a new thing. This, these are battle-hardened people, Uh if you read some history, these guys, they've been through this before. Um, it's uh, Ukraine has been a hot spot for, for centuries. And there are some real battle hardened killers on both sides. And oh, oh, did I say both sides? I mean, no, I meant the people on Zelensky's side are all pure as the driven snow and they would never do anything wrong in this. And this video's doctor, damn it. It's P it's been, it's Russian disinformation. Just like, Hunter Biden's laptop. It's all propaganda from the Kremlin. I'm sorry. Zelensky, his farts don't even stink. He's amazing. The guy is just, he's godlike. He's godlike. But uh, it's not going well. Not going well. Not going well. All right, let's do Shay, and then I'm going to tell you before we go, Ayanna Presley's new idea, which is brilliant, I have to say. Ayanna Presley, you can always count on Ayanna Presley to bring, bring people together. 
but let's talk about Shea. Did you know that Shea Concrete is the largest manufacturer of recon retaining wall systems in North America? Well, you do now. In fact, in 2020, Shea set a new company record when they man- manufactured 178,000 square feet of retaining wall. This is a testament to Shea's legendary teamwork from engineering to manufacturing to dispatch and delivery. As the guys at Shea like to say, teamwork makes the teamwork. They do. I've been around them when they say that. Shea Concrete's high-performing precast concrete retaining walls stand up to New England's active climate and come in a wide variety of shapes, designs, and textures to meet your retaining wall needs. So whether you need a residential, a commercial, or an industrial application, Shea has a dedicated team that will assist you with conceptual design, site walks, and installation. Let Shea show you the way. Call Shea Concrete at 800-696-SHEA. That's 800 696 S-H-E-A, or just log on to SheaConcrete.com. I, I had a pressing over the weekend. I'm trying to get the time and the day for, for, for this tweet. I don't know if you get it up on the screen. She has an idea. She has an idea. She wants to uh, uh, make the T uh, subway for public transportation free for black and brown people. Here's her tweet. Black and Latinx, by the way. Nobody uses Latinx. The, the Latin, Latino, Latina community. They're, they pronounce it use, Latin, Latinx, uh, by the way. The, the, the queer chick that won Best Supporting Actress, <laughs> she didn't even use it. She said Latina. <laughs> Black and Latinx commuters are disproportionately criminalized by fair evasion policies. Congress must pass my Freedom to Move Act to grant Black and brown riders the freedom to navigate their community without fear. This went totally viral everyone was chiming in on how i mean uh, this this a lot of the the people in the squad there's a lot of crazy radical left-wingers in congress now led by aoc alberti sanders in the senate i don't think anyone's as unhinged as my girl my congresswoman ayanna presley she is just such everything is racist racial everything is pitting the two you know white against black and brown and you know, that, that's all she does. She wakes up in the morning and says, what can I make about race today? How can I fan the flames of racial hatred today? And this is such a classic example of an Ayanna Presley idea. You know, we must make the subway, the tea, the public transportation free for black and brown riders because they need to navigate the community without fear. And I immediately tweeted uh, a story out of New York. There's been a lot of these of a black guy pushing a little Asian alert, uh, Asian woman in front of the subway, killing her 40 year old Asian woman. Uh, this was, uh, you know, in January, not that long ago. There's a bunch of examples of that. So just to review, she wants to make it free for black and brown riders. So they don't have any fear. So the guy who pushed the woman, in front of the subway, he can ride for free because he has fear. And the woman who's dead, she would have to pay. Right. Got it. Got it. So, I mean, in uh, Boston, Mayor Wu, who's another radical nut job, made the subway free. But she just made it free for everybody, I think. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think. And by the way, who's going to check your race before you go through the turnstile? Is that going to be a, a job, a, a, a state job, a federal job? Where you, okay, are you black and brown? I mean, what, what, you, know, you can go. You, you're not black and brown? Pay up. It's just She is just the worst. She is the absolute worst. I'm embarrassed that uh, I have neighbors who voted for her every time she talks, every time she tweets, it's so awful. She's, this is the woman that said that police murdered 70 innocent people uh, last year uh, after the uh, Chauvin verdict. Mm-hmm. She said the cops murdered, it's on video, you can see it on YouTube. She, they murdered 70 people. Nobody asked to name her to name names, time, place, no facts, no follow-up. She has no accountability. She's the least accountable politician in America. She has a a damn good PR team. It's known as the Boston Globe. They don't cover her. They cover up for her. No one even asked, where were these 70 people? She hates cops. She likes when people attack cops. 
and she accuses them of being murderers with no facts and no foundation at all. And that's okay because she's, uh, you know, she's a member of the squad. They, they, they get to say and do what they want. But I don't think her idea is going to fly. I don't think we're going to have a free don't think subway so. just for black and brown riders. But that'd be pretty wild if they did. Anyway, all right, we will uh, leave it there. We need to, uh, I'm going to be on top of this, Craig. I'm going to f- go back and forth. Fake, real, fake, real. I'm going to do it all day because there's going to be new information. Mm. That Instagram post from Will Smith is interesting where he promised to make uh, chaos. He promised chaos. So maybe he had planned this all along, but uh, we'll see what he's got. What's next. We'll see. Will uh, Chris Rock coming to Boston this week. That will be interesting to see if he, uh, he's, he's going to have to talk about it. Right? Oh yeah, he's gonna... definitely. Greatest night in the history of television. Uh, anyway, anyway, we'll, we'll stay on top of it and uh, a lot more. Uh, thanks to everyone for watching and listening. Thanks to you, Craig. Thanks for everyone for texting in with their ideas. I think most people are believing it now. I think most people think it's real, which I guess I do for the moment too. But, Team uh, real. Team real for sure. We'll follow it up tomorrow. We'll follow it up tomorrow, but that'll do it for today. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan Show, and we will do it again tomorrow. Finding suitable mental health medications can be a challenge. The GeneSight test may help. Did you know that genetics can play an important role in gaining insight on how a person may respond to various medications? Understanding this may help reduce medication trial and error. GeneSight is a genetic test that analyzes variations in DNA. It shows how genes may affect someone's metabolism or response to medications commonly prescribed to treat depression, anxiety, and other mental health conditions. Visit GeneSight.com for more information.